Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yo, just a quick reminder before we move on to the full episode here. Today is Monday, the 23rd of May. This is when the episode is being released. And that means it's Tommy Chong's birthday tomorrow. Luckily for us, Tommy Chong is joining us later on today to have a birthday session with us before his birthday comes tomorrow. So if you're listening to this on the Monday when the episode is being released, then come and join us over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash high on homegrown. And you'll be able to talk to Tommy Chong live in the live chat and wish him happy birthday for tomorrow. He's going to come and join us and just chat some shit with us for a couple of hours about life and things in general, as he does. So this will be taking place at 9 p.m. Uh, British summertime. So that's uh, our usual showtime, 9 p.m. UK time. Uh, it's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern time and 1 p.m. Pacific time. And if you're in Australia, then it starts at 6 a.m. on the, in the morning. So you can have a wake and bake session with Tommy Chong. Just a quick reminder for that. Now, the link to that live stream is in the description of this episode. So just look in the description. You'll see the link. You can just click it and head straight to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe while you're there. But anyway, you just wanted to get that in before the episode started, just in case you listen to the whole episode and get to the end and then it's already too late. So if you are free and available later on today, or even right now, it might be taking place right now, then head over to youtube.com slash high and homegrown or just click the link in the description of this episode. And we'll see you there for the session with Tommy Chong. It's going to be a good one. But anyway, for now, enjoy the news. We'll see you at the end of this. Yes, yes, everybody. And welcome to High and Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK. And joining us this week, we have Bubble Hawk. G'day, guys. Bubble Hawk here from Australia. How are we today? Is that where you're from, is it, Bubble Hawk, Australia? Yeah, yeah. That's Well, I mean, that's what they call it down here. But, um, I mean, you right. guys may call it something different. But <laughs> It's just the, ac- <laughs> the accent wasn't telling, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't work? I'm sorry. <laughs> And then I think we, it worked just fine myself, but yeah. It's a good one, isn't it? It's a good one. Uh, Monkey, <laughs> what are you saying, man? You good? Doing good down here, man. Hot, looking for some rain to come down here, though. Doing great. Sweet. TG, how you doing, bro? Well, pretty good up here. It's weather's good, finally. So, yeah, feeling very nice. And then Marge isn't joining us this week because there's been some mad storm around her way. 350,000 people without power right now. And she is unfortunately one of them who has to go and charge her phone at the, at the mall, the shopping center for us oh, here man. in the UK. Yeah, so super shit. But at least she's safe and lots of people are safe. I think there's been a couple of fatalities. But Well, yeah. let me teach these Canadians a little bit of something that we learned down here. It is it, not going to be earth shattering, but you can actually charge your phone in your car. Ooh, whoa, whoa. Big, big news, isn't it? It's been, it's been a good week, man. Anything interesting happen in, in anybody's week on the panel there? For us, yes, because we we had our, our democracy sausage day. What the fuck is that? Okay, that I had to um, ask too. What the hell is a democracy I, I knew sausage? I'd, I knew I'd get a question about that. So... You know, where you, the, you will when you ask fucker, when you tell us what right. it is like that. When you say, yeah, we had a <laughs> democratic sausage day. Yeah. What am I supposed okay. to do? Walk to the restaurant and say, please give me a democratic sausage. 
So, so for about the last <laughs> week or so, everyone's been talking about getting a, dem- a democracy sausage. So when when we go down to the polling booths, some polling booths will have sausage sizzles going. So oh you go, my. you vote, you get a sausage. <laughs> and it's oh, like this. Hey, look, you go we down to a, Bunnings, same thing. We get no, a sticker, man. We don't get no sausage. Oh, no. No, well, I didn't get my democracy man, sausage. So we, we get nothing and we have to use a pencil. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, you they, will they, use they pencils. With pens. Like we use pencils. It's same as you. What about you in the USA, monkey? Do you use uh... technology, brother? It's all push a button. You, you, there's no hand voting anymore for you guys. It's all done on um, computer. I have lived in states that used to use hand ballots, but uh, states. It's only one state I've ever lived in that did that. Every other state has been some mm. type of a voting machine. Whether they've only be been using them or whatever. But they've only been using them voting machines since 2016, though, haven't they? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I was when I was a kid, I remember my parents using voting machines, you know, and just, you know, way long ago. Damn. That's interesting. So were they, were they obviously they wouldn't have been digital. Would they have been ones where you'd like they punch a hole in, in your selection sort of thing or? I really don't know the workings of the internals, but the old voting machines were, were all ele- electromechanical devices, not electronic devices. And you're right. They had some kind of a tabulation in each, each of the machines. So the machines would be zeroed and delivered under guard, and then they would be used on voting day, and then it would pick, you have to be picked up and transported back under guard so that the votes could be offloaded. So what about so, you, TG? How's your voting work? Do you use pencil? Do you use machine? What's the score? We do pencils. You know, it's very easy here. You just uh, usually go to the local elementary school gymnasium. Yeah, it's pretty much the same here, yeah. And you go in and show your ID because the... The federal government sends out voter identification cards to every Canadian citizen. So you don't have to register or anything. You just are registered as a citizen of Canada, I believe. And you go to the address on your thing. You can even advance vote if you want at a different location that's also listed on your card. And yeah, pencils. It has four or five or however many candidates there are. And you color in the little dot beside the one you want, fold it up and give what it to the, the person. What the fuck did it make us do it in pencil? Do we already oh, know the easy. answer to the question or we just don't we really want to answer it? Uh, it's, because, it's so they can change your vote later on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is that what you want me to say? We, we, I didn't really want to say it, but that seems like the That's most likely thing, isn't it? It's exactly what you were thinking, you know? Pencil's not exactly permanent, but... Maybe it's because pencils don't run out. But, you know, uh, they I do eventually. Probably but... because the electronic eye that's reading, reading where you put the pencil markets is better to read pencil than it would be at pen. Mm. I think oh, something gee. to do with the graphite. Yeah. And it's really, really hard HB pencils as well. So it's, you know, must be really easy to rub that shit out. It's going to make no damage on the paper whatsoever. Hmm. Shenanigans. Yeah, probably. That's why we don't use those anymore here where I am, you know? Yeah, but they can still alter it digitally instead, man. Not leave a footprint. Yeah. If you're going to live your life always being suspicious of everything all the time, you're always going to be unhappy. So you, I, you'll I actually, probably stay alive for longer. <laughs> I choose to believe that it's a better situation if, if, I, if I believe that the situation isn't loaded against me. But yeah, that, that's uh, for another podcast altogether. But it's all fucked up no matter which way it's done. It, it, it gets twisted somewhere. If voting made a difference, they wouldn't let us do it. You know how it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's it. Is there anything else to add before we move on to the news? Because we've got a lot of crazy news to cover as well. Let's, let's fucking do that. Let's, let's do the news. We ready, everybody? I'll take that as a yes. A resounding yes. yes. 
<laughs> yes, yes, everybody. Welcome to this week's Cannabis News. Uh, we have a lot to cover this week. I think, Monkey, we should start with you. You've got a, a very interesting one. We'll get the rage out the way before we begin, I think. Yeah, let's go ahead and get the rage out. Now, this, this is not a brand new story. This is actually a story that I've been watching for a couple of weeks. It actually, the incident happened on 420. And uh, some new information has come into it. And I finally feel like I've got enough information that I can feel properly outraged at this one. So here I am. Woo. Hold on, everybody. We love the rage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on, four, on 420, Delaware governor and congressional lawmakers condemned drug-related drug search of student athletes. Okay, so let me, let me set the situation up here. Uh, University of Delaware, which is a historically black college, had its lacrosse team in Kennesaw, Georgia, for a, for a meet. After the meet was done, they, were, they had, were turning en route to the Delaware, and the bus driver uh, seemed to be, he was on Interstate 95 along the East Coast, and was improperly using the left-hand lane. In Georgia, it's very common for some of the left-hand lanes to be for only passenger vehicles, two, act, two axle vehicles only, just to prevent uh, vehicles from actually what's called rolling roadblock situations, things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a minor offense. But anyway, there's no reason it was given why the, why the bus driver was in that lane. That was probably some reason he felt like he had to go around somebody or something. But anyway, he was pulled over for the minor uh, traffic violation and was immediately, the bus was searched top to bottom. Now, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I'm a little bit outraged at this. Okay, the governor and, and members of state congressional delegation are speaking out after Georgia police pulled over a bus of lacrosse players over an alleged traffic violation and searched their personal belongings in a fruitless attempt to find marijuana or other illicit drugs. Okay, they didn't have any, any probable cause other than the bus driver was driving in the wrong lane. None of the athletes did anything wrong. There was a reason was asked why they were driving. The reason was properly given. There was no documentation out of place, but the police officers decided to search the bus top to bottom for no reason at all. Now the reason, it's a historically black school. The, the bus driver was black and it was almost entirely black students on the bus. This, is a, this is a case of racial profiling. But Delaware is like a real Northern state as well, right? It's so uh, yeah, it's, it's a northern state. This is a historically land grant black university. We have several of those in the country. This is back in a time when uh, education was separate. Yeah, the so second some of these, yeah. some of these uh, universities still exist and are actually very, uh, very proud gems in the black community. They are very proud of, of these historically black universities. They've done a really good job. The things that I that I found that kind of make this a little bit interesting. This is this is uh, what we know. So far, this came from MSNBC. Okay, Delaware State University students received an education about potential racial, racial profiling and questionable law enforcement practices with a charter bus traveling through Georgia as their classroom. It's uncertain, it's certain to be a lesson that will long remember, but its occurrence has raised eyebrows well beyond the DSU campus in Dover. Okay. Women's lacrosse team is, is traveling north on I-95 in Liberty County, County, Georgia, southwest of Savannah, Georgia. On April 20th, the Hornets were returning 
home after playing their final game of the season at Stetson University in Deland, Florida. I'm sorry, but the, the, the tournament was in Kennesaw. This article says it was in Deland, Florida. All good. Um, the bus driver, Tim Jones, was initially told he was improperly traveling in the left lane when the bus was pulled over. According to DSU's student publication, the Hornet newspaper, it said that the incident was first detailed in a story that was published Friday. It said that the officers asked the bus driver if they could search the vehicle. The bus driver did not consent to the search, and the officers took this as probable cause to search the vehicle. Wow. <laughs> Shit. It's like, no, don't invade my rights. Okay, you definitely done something wrong. Right. <laughs> Now it gets bad guys because they search the vehicle, they go through the student's luggage, they open, open the compartments on the bus and they go through every bit of luggage, everything that's personal. Everybody had to go through all that stuff. Can you imagine how, how invading that feels, how ridiculous this feels? It's shocking, it's a, isn't it? It is terribly shocking. Now, let me just go ahead and put the icing on the cake here. At the end of all the searching, one of the officers walks in the bus with a, with a present that's wrapped. It was in the cargo compartment and asks whose this is. The student identified this gift as being hers. He asked about the gift and was told that a relative gave it to him that was at the game to watch them play. And the relative said, do not open it till after graduation. The officer said, open the gift. The, the person said, no. Left the bus, the officer went down, opened the gift. Okay, where's the search warrant? That's what I want to know. Where the hell is the search yeah. warrant, guys? Now, in, in the box... Was Does he need a search the... warrant with probable cause? There was no probable cause. But it, uh, he said earlier that there was probable cause, right? I well, mean, in, in I... his opinion, the fact mm -hmm, that the mm -hmm. bus didn't want to be searched means that there must be something on the bus. But you know that the double-edged sword there is, okay, you're damned if you do and you're damned if they don't. Basically, what this means is that no matter what you do, you're going to have your vehicle searched in Georgia. If you say no, he's going to say, well, you're hiding something, I'm going to search it. If you say yes, you're going to search it. So this, I spent a few years living in Georgia, and this is unfortunately just the way it is. Well, man. They, there's two interstates that run north to south through Georgia, and for a long time, especially when, when uh, cannabis and, and cocaine were being brought up from South America in, in large quantities, this was a major corridor for drugs to reach the Northeast. Nowadays with legalization and enough states that have legal grows in the Northern area, this is no longer a major corridor. So it's now a lesser profitable corridor for the Georgia State Police. Okay, I'm, I'm painting it, I'm painting the Georgia State Police as evil because in this case, yes, I believe this is an, a situation of being very much of an evil case. So assuming no. Delaware cannabis is still illegal. You know, I really don't know that answer, to be honest with you. I thought I had heard Delaware was, was, was working around possibly getting legal situations. But but next door to New York? I think Delaware is next door to New York, right? It's up there. Um, Delaware is the smallest state, and mm -hmm. I am not. I am not going to tell you I'm a perfect geography person at all. I don't have a clue most of the time. But you know, Delaware is surrounded by other legal states. So yes, I mean, why the heck are they going to be bringing cannabis back from, from Florida when it, it's probably much easier to get up there if they even want it? And there's no proof that these, these athletes were even interested in cannabis. It was just a reason to get the bus searched there. I mean, they spent 45 minutes on the side of the road being searched when they could have been, you know, 100 miles down the road by then. It was ridiculous. Mm. So I, all I can say is we need cannabis reform 
for this exact reason. You know, the laws are not being enforced evenly. In this case, these were, these were people of color that did absolutely nothing wrong. And these officers used cannabis law against them so they could inconvenience these citizens who did absolutely nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're outraged at this, yeah, we need to let the Georgia State Police know about this. Send them a tweet, guys. Tell them how well stupid this stuff is. It's, it's, it's beyond idiocracy, man. Do you think uh, having cannabis legalized federally would change this, though? And they'd find another way to get into the car. I don't think they used cannabis as an excuse to get into the car, well, the van this time, did they? Uh, they basically said that the excuse was you must be hiding something because you don't want us to look. Mm. You know, and at that point, mm. they call the drug dogs in, they call extra officers in, they go through luggage, they go through. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. I mean, if I was, I'm, I was just imagining me being on that bus and feeling so much invasion as these officers rip everything out of your suitcase, trying to find something that's not even there. In front of all your friends and shit. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, your friends are just as outraged as, as everything else, too. But yeah, imagine. I'm sorry, but some people may have things in, in the luggage that, that was embarrassing. I'm, yeah, I yeah. don't know. It just it doesn't sound right. You know, their kids at school, one of them might have a bedwetting problem. It happens, man. Could have been hiding their pajamas. Know. No, they're, <laughs> okay. might shit we, themselves. You know, this, we can speculate that can happen, man. Mm -hmm. There was no reason for these offers to do this. Absolutely none. Did they find anything? <laughs> no. Wow. It was sent on their way and the driver was not issued a citation. Sent on their way. Oh my gosh. But when they got See. back to the university, they reported it. The president of the university has gone to the, to the uh, state, the governor and the state senate, and they're actually working actively to try and get an answer from Georgia is what the hell happened here? Mm. You know, we think we're making progress and then every now and then we hear stuff like this. And we're not, How you know, they this this slides you right back to the dark ages, guys. Uh, Woody did say something there, but it didn't uh, send it up in the top YouTube chat because he put some swear words in. Uh, said maybe the dog reacted to the bus, meaning the dog was going apeshit outside of the bus. So that was their reason for searching the bus. Inspector fucking Cluso here. <laughs> maybe that's what it is, man. Maybe the, dog, the drug dogs were already there and was freaking out. It was like, we have to search. Yeah, I remember the Georgia State Police coming to a Cub Scout meeting when I lived in Georgia to try and give a demonstration. Me knowing a little bit about cannabis, I also know a little bit about how the drug dogs work. And I watched them hi hide a, a target in that room and then come back in with a drug dog and try and find the object. Mm -hmm. When the officer got near the object, he jerked the dog's collar and the dog sat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all like, wait a minute, the dog can't do this. So what I'm basically saying, it's not it's not completely impossible for the officers to do yeah. something. It's that not like a blind study, is it? Hell no. I mean, the, the dog could be trained. If you snap your fingers, a dog does something nuts. And okay, mm -hmm. I got to check you now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just because a dog uh, does something like that, that's, that, that's bullshit. I call bullshit. See, I don't understand how if, they, if they're allowed to like this. So they've obviously they've pulled over the guy um, or they've pulled over the bus. The dog reacts. That's all well and good. But isn't because the driver's in control of the vehicle, he's the one that they that they they are going to check. I don't see how they can then pull apart every other member of that bus. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't see how they how how just because the drug dogs turned around and indicated there was something there that all of a sudden that means they can check everybody on the bus. Like, well, it, it's a pretty thin veiled line, isn't it? You know, they can 
like I said, they can use this law and they can say, because it's up to their interpretation, they can use this at any time to get and search anybody for any reason that they feel like. A good question from right. Steve there. He said, uh, smelling your dirty pants, the dogs will react and let me search you. But here's the important question. Will the officer be in trouble for wrongly accusing them? Well, in this case, I think these are some of these officers will be in trouble. Uh, some of the some of the threats that were made, you know, uh, not really threats, but let's say derogatory talk that was as they were searching there, telling telling the students that when we find your when we find that marijuana that we knows in here, we're all going to be in so much trouble. These officers yeah. needed to shut their damn mouth. So and you, just do your damn job. Yeah, do your job, man. You know, why the your fuck job you? is not to harass people, not to not to bow up and get bravado. If you think there's drugs there, do your search and get the hell out of the way. These are young kids as well, university. I mean, they're yes. over 18 probably, but still, yeah. they're, they're still young people, man, and still got a lot to learn. And this is the way they're, maybe this is their first experience with police officers, and that's how it's going to be. It's ridiculous, man. We need to get to stop. If you're as outraged as me, I don't care who you call, who you tweet, whatever. Let people know that we don't like this. This stuff needs to stop. This is one reason that the U.S. House of Representatives and U.S. Senate need to get together and get this marijuana, cannabis, weed, pot, whatever you want to call it, Bill, done. Because we've got people here that have, can have their lives ruined for no apparent reason. Mm. Can you imagine if there would have been one seed on that bus? The bus driver would be in jail today. Yeah, yeah. And one one fucking gram of weed found on any one of them pupils, and they're all going to prison that day. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. You know, it, when when you see situations like this that can ruin somebody's life, and it's all over a stupid assumption that's made that you must be doing something illegal. It's time for a reform. We all know that this whole war on drugs was instituted so that we would have control over certain people. I hate to say it, I, you know who I'm talking about. I don't agree with that at all. Mm -hmm. This war on drugs is over. We need to stop, we need to become one again, people. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry you started with me because you got you got all yeah, there, the there we go. We got, we got the rage first. There's you got some the rage. rage out. You Everybody. got a monkey rant today, man. You don't get many of those. Well, yeah, we, monkey. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's stuff which we should get angry about. And if people got angry about it more often, it would still be going on. But time to change it. But we, we have some good news, everybody. Some good news, potentially. Potentially good news. Uh, Sadiq Khan, this one's out of the UK, this one. So this is my piece of news. We have Sadiq Khan, who we spoke about recently, who's got friends who have that cookie company. You know them guys? And... Uh, they were talking about opening some stores in London and Sadiq Khan is the mayor of London and he recently decriminalized, using my fingers, decriminalized cannabis to anybody under the age of 25. Well, uh, he has visited the UK, the USA. I'll read the title for you. Sadiq Khan launches commission to examine cannabis legality. And mayor of London says panel of experts will consider effectiveness of UK policies on non-class A drugs. I don't actually know what non-class A drugs are. I think MDMA is included in one of those. I think that might be a class B drug, but I'd have to look that up. That's like schedule one, schedule two, schedule three. And cannabis is a class C drug, I think it is right now. It might still be a B, but well, uh, non-class A, so that's B and C. And uh, he wants to get a commission together to look over, would cannabis legislation in the UK be a good thing? Hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder if it... 
let's have a let's have a poll to decide. <laughs> so he says, um, Sadiq Khan has announced the commission to examine the effectiveness of the UK's drug laws, with a particular focus on governing cannabis. The London Drugs Commission, to be chaired by Lord Charlie Falconer QC, a former Lord Chancellor and Justice Secretary, was one of Khan's manifesto pledges when his re-election bid last year. In his re-election bid last year. Uh, uh, we, we, and this is when he was saying that people under the age of 25 you sh you shouldn't be prosecuted for cannabis because this is when his election was coming up and he wanted to get more votes. So he did this and it seemed to have uh, worked out for him because he got re-elected again for Mayor of London. The Mayor of London's office said a panel of independent experts in criminal justice, public health, politics, community relations and academia will be assembled to consider evidence from around the world on the outcomes of various drug policies. Khan is now on a four-day visit to the US to promote investment in London to support its recovery from the pandemic. The trip has also included a fact-finding mission to Los Angeles to see the impact of the city's decision to legalize cannabis in 2016. Now, come on, he's, he's heading out to LA to see the, uh, the impact of cannabis out there, and it seems to be all good things, right? It all sounds pretty pretty positive so far. Uh, yeah, I saw the pictures, man. He looked like he was uh, very interested. Mm -hmm. And I think there's more in it in the background, as there usually is with these politician motherfuckers. He's got somebody investing in him to try and legalize cannabis in the UK because he's making many moves. He's got them friends who work in the cookies. You know, the, there's a brand of called Cookies that uh, sells cannabis. You know them guys. Bernard is the the guy. We have that here in Canada. It's very hyped, mm -hmm. overhyped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he's got like um, lobbyists and investors in his. He's probably coming up to his his re-election, and they're like, "Oh, you need some money for advertisement, man. We can sort you out, bro. Here's twenty Gs to add towards your advertisement. Just uh, don't forget to mention cannabis is good, right? Because <laughs> that's how politics works." They're probably investors in him trying to get it uh, legalized here in the UK because there's a billion dollar industry waiting here to be cracked open. Uh, we'll carry on with this. Khan has visited a cannabis dispensary and cultivation facility, uh, met licensed retailers and growers, and spoken with officials from Los Angeles Police Department and the cannabis uh, and the city's local government. So he's been very busy going around finding out all this information, but at least some fuckers do it. I don't care what his what his um his motives are behind this right now. If we can get cannabis legalized in the UK, it'll be game changing for a lot of people. So I don't really care what his intentions are right now, as long as it gets fucking legalized at some point. California legalized the recreational use of cannabis after a public ballot that passed with the approval of 57% of voters. Although individual counties and cities can still choose to ban its sale. Hmm. Interesting. So there we go. I mean, that, that's the uh, the bulk of it, really, is Sadiq Khan is over in USA right now, looking at ways that he can convince the, I was going to say the Republicans, <laughs> the ways he can convince the Tories to legalize cannabis over here in the UK. Do you think he's going to be successful? That's the question. I, mean, I think they're looking at it the right way. You know, he he's, he's wants to go and check out other places where they've legalised and, and looking through stuff like that. I think that's that's a step in the right direction in itself rather than just sitting back and, um, you know, peddling the old rhetoric of, oh, we need more research and that research isn't good enough because it comes from overseas. Like, you know, what makes them different and what makes their tests different to what you're doing at home anyway? 
Mm. But I think that's that's the good thing is that they're at least he's looking into that. He's going and having a look at these places and and seeing what would and what wouldn't work for the UK, I suppose. So it's ridiculous, right? They're so out of touch because anybody on the streets of the UK would know that it's. I mean, looking around the world, just anywhere, that prohibition has been an absolute farce. The war on drugs was lost a long time ago, and the only Mm -hmm. way to fix things is to properly legalize and regulate these substances. And if anybody needs to go to the USA to see that, then they they shouldn't really have the job that they have. They should already know this. It's common sense. And anybody who thinks otherwise seems to have some kind of ulterior motive that stops them from making a good decision, you know? It probably just needs to show said lobbyists that it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the public perception of a politician is kind of their main thing, so... Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. at least it's a good thing that it will start, start uh, spark up more discussions. Well, that's that's important. That kind of uh, what's the word? Uh, fucking <laughs> goes into nicely segways. Segway, that word. Uh, do you know? Do you know the guy? Did I say this before? Like the guy. It's a random tangent. Sorry, everybody. The guy who invented the segway died falling oh, off yeah, a cliff yeah, yeah, on yeah. segway. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, like yeah crazy. Uh, and then it was like he was backing up to make room for somebody else coming down the trail or something. Yeah, like. yeah. He was trying yeah. to be polite and killed himself. Mm-hmm. Apparently, allegedly. allegedly. Well, I don't know. Killed, not, didn't kill himself, died. All I want to know is where were the Clintons at this time? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, TG. We had a nice smooth segue into your article then, and I had to go on a tangent. So. Look, it was a. Uh you know, semantically related tangent. So, Um, but no, speaking of, you know, people going to other countries and checking out legalization regimes and things here in Canada, we had a a recent visit from the cannabis regulator from Uruguay. Uh, He visited Quebec um, and Ontario. The headline is Uruguay's cannabis regulator visits Quebec, Ontario on fact finding mission. So um, yeah, members of Uruguay's cannabis regulator, the IRCCA, along with other government officials met with various Canadian officials last week as part of a diplomatic fact-finding mission. So um, they visited researchers, regulators, producers, and provincial retailers to discuss various approaches and uh, garner information from Canada's uh, approach to legalization. So um, yeah. It kind of goes on. They visited uh, McGill, which is a university um, in Quebec, I believe. The SQDC store in Quebec, which is their provincial retail. In Quebec, you know, as we've spoken about uh, on the podcast before, is one of the more conservative regimes. You can't find any cannabis product in the province there higher than 30%. So like no shatter, shitty hash, all that. Just because that's, you know, they think that anything more is going to cause all these issues, which is what Jesse is fighting uh, partially for, because they've also banned home growing there for said reasons. Um, and then they go to Ontario as well, because it's a little bit more liberal in terms of the their rules. Um, they checked out canopies, um, grow facilities, the Ontario Ministry of Finance for some reason. <laughs> and uh I guess for financial stuff, because I guess it, it, later on in the in the article, it talks about one of the, the issues in Uruguay has also been uh, access to banking and, and stuff like that for these companies, which is an ongoing issue because um, banks don't want to really get involved with this, quote, risky 
business kind of thing, mm-hmm. even though it's not because it's fucking legal. But um, yeah, one of the big takeaways is the learning process. Uh, Vidal explains. Vidal is, uh, hold on, let me, I'll find it here. He was uh, <laughs> one of the main dudes. Sounds like a terpene. Yeah. Canna Vidal. <laughs> Martin Vidal. He was Uruguay's ambassador to Canada. Martin Vidal, sorry. Uh, coming to Canada three years after legalization and seeing how far uh, you have gone on the regulations, distribution, retail, and the industry accommodations to this reality, as well as the research and development, which is what I kind of wanted to touch on as well, because we touched on that a minute ago. It helps us to understand the good and the bad things about the system. And yeah, with like collaborative research, that's one of the things they emphasize it's going to be great is the collaborative research from different perspectives, different countries, um, different regimes. You know, the more people talking, the more people sharing information, the more we're going to know and, and the, the further ahead we're going to get because it's it ultimately everyone in the world benefits and, and uses this plant and it, it benefits everybody to actually share everything. But up until now, we can't really you know, not legally anyway. So it's great to see. And yeah, it's, I, I just, I don't know. I wanted to highlight the fact that once, once you do legalize, and even if you don't, like you should, every country should come and visit all the other countries. And, and we should be talking about this because it's like Mackie was saying, billion dollar industry from a financial perspective, not to mention the, the punitive uh, relief that will come for a lot of, uh, you know, at risk and, traditionally punitively challenged people uh in these countries so um yeah and the it, amount of jobs it will bring outside of the cannabis field as well i mean just because oh, sure. cannabis is legalized loads of obvious shit you, you know builds up in the economy because of the legalization of cannabis someone's got to install those fucking cameras right so mm-hmm. yeah tons and so tons of more firefighters for all the house fires we're gonna have <laughs> yeah okay now man. apparently <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's great. It's it's a huge boom, and it's it's a zero risk basically thing. So the mm-hmm. more countries that can get on board, and, and the visuals, I mean, just to speak from a a shitty perspective, I guess it's you know the world hasn't fallen here. Um, so yeah, fuck. You know, Why it's really shit, man. Come visit us too. He put, he's probably on the way, mate. He's just making his way north. Yeah. Yeah, it's it really my... shit man because you know i've been i've been in the uk my whole life this is my country my motherland and being a cannabis user and a cannabis grower somebody who enjoys cannabis as much as i do you just feel so segregated from your whole fucking community from i don't know the, the people you share your country with because you know that if any of them finds out about your cannabis use then you can stand being prosecuted prosecuted for it it's it's fucking shit man because you just I know you just don't feel at home. You feel like a, a, kind of a stranger in your own country because of it, because you enjoy this, this herb that is still illegal. And when it's legalized and people can actually say, yeah, man, I use weed, then things will be so fucking different here. Everybody will be so much less on edge. I think so. Anyway, I hope so. It's crazy times, man. Stigma does take a little bit to erode. Mm-hmm. We're still dealing with it here, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but you it's can, at the point where you can smoke in your back back yeah, garden. Yeah, yeah, you can tell someone to go fuck themselves. And you know what I mean? No recourse for that for them, right? Exactly. Because anybody could like used to see articles here all the time where it's like smell cannabis, how to report your neighbors. Yeah, yeah. it's like fucking one load of bollocks, man. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That stuff. Yeah, you know. So you can't. 
You I have do. to, it just, it makes society so much smaller and keeps everybody away from each other just because yeah. cannabis is illegal. And well, so many people use it. Sorry, TG. No, no, no. I was just going to continue on your point. The illegal nature of it, that's what makes it dangerous. You know, the fact that you have to mm-hmm. hide it because you might get arrested. And if somebody comes looking for you, you have to take measures to, you know, get rid of them or not rid, but you know what I mean? Like you have to, it's, it's fucking like, and the, well, the fact that it's not regulated too, like there's no recourse, you can't call anybody. Mm. Um, both of those factors and, and well, the third factor is that it's a high value product too. So, I mean, yeah, prohibition does nothing to help the safety and uh, cohesion of, of society no, at all. Absolutely not, man. It's a fucking joke. And it's shocking about they can't see this. Why is Sadiq Khan got to go travel thousands of miles away to figure this out when he should be able to see exactly what the fuck is going on in his own country? It's ridiculous. They've got, to make, they've got to make sure plenty of government funds are being used first, don't they? Isn't that how that works? Yeah, Ooh, use all yeah. the government funds first. Don't, don't, hold on, then. hold on. The, the, there is no thing, such thing as government funds. It's taxpayer money. It's oh, taxpayer correct. money. Right. Fucking, watch them sorry. words, man. <laughs> the, the, sorry, sorry, the government war chest, my bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> fucking, oh, let's not get started on that shit. Because that rages me, that does. <laughs> uh, it notes at the bottom of this article, sorry, just to quickly note, totally unrelated to the visit, but the, the legal situation in Uruguay is kind of cool. You know, mm-hmm. it's 72 bucks for an ounce. They have four different options, which does suck if you want to. It's, it's very like early days of Canadian medical marijuana, where there was one producer you could buy from, or you could grow your own, or you could like join up with the co-op, you know, and share the the duties of growing, which would be really cool. That's what I want to do here, you know, but it's kind of, there's things you have to, loopholes you have to know and shit. See, but the co-ops. biggest thing is just making it not illegal anymore. You know, everything else is just secondary because when it takes the it takes that right that well, the right they feel they have from the police to just, you know, I smell cannabis. So I'm going to search this. So I'm going to, you know, come and invade your fucking privacy and treat you like a criminal. You know, when that shit stops, it's, it's completely game changing. Man. That's what I can't fucking wait for. Just just say the words that cannabis is legal for recreational use, man. And you, you'd feel so much weight being lifted off your shoulders straight away. There's so many growers in the UK will feel exactly the same because you can't go out and smoke a joint out on the street. You know, you could say you go to one of these 420 events in the fucking park and you can't do that kind of shit because you've got plants at home. If you're just a, a user, then it's not so much of a problem. You know, you just use your weed. They'll confiscate a little bit off you. But if they want to go back and search your house and you've got plants, then you've got cultivation to deal with as well. So when, when, they are not, no longer allowed to do that kind of shit just because they find weed on you. It, it's just going to be so much easier for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, man. If that would be the case, my bus stop would have never happened, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. It probably would have still happened, I think. Would have found some other reasons to search them. Unfortunately, I'll have to agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. It's Welcome not about to the U.S. It's about yeah. knowing your place. That's what it is. Uh, I hate hate even hearing that, but your, your statement is correct. Mm-hmm. I hate when people say that. It infuriates me. Yeah, and Bubble Hawk has just finished figured out how to get his avatar on screen. So everybody, this is what Bubble Hawk looks like. Do you want to sing us a song, Bubble Hawk? Oh, I, got, I mean, I'm not I'm not great at singing, but I can have a a, a quick um a, he's a quick chat, I suppose. But that's it, a stoned koala. That's right. He's, thank Mac. He's half drop bear. Oh hell, <laughs> I am. 
I am just a friendly <laughs> neighborhood drop bear, my friend. As long as he's got his weed. You that's take right. that yeah, he's not so friendly without the weed. Yeah, no, 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 no. You got, you got to feed him weed. You don't feed him weed and you have problems. I can guarantee it. You don't keep drop bears and not grow weed. If you, if you do that, it's, yeah, you, you just, you can end up bitten, scratched. You, you know, there's diseases. Just stay away from drop bears. So we have another uh, story from you, Bubba Hawk. You want to tell us about what's going on in your part of the world? We, we do. So this week's been a little bit crazy, actually. We've had quite a few. I've, I had a list of things I could have chosen, um, and which is it, that's strange for us because normally we get a couple of things and they're always bad. But um, we have some good news this week, um, and it's not about ScoMo tackling a small child while playing English football. And, thinking <laughs> it was, you know, and that was great. That was amazing. I didn't hear about um, that. <laughs> oh yeah that was that was fun so middle of a soccer game he's out there on the campaign trail and um and he's supposed to be you know covering this kid and for whatever reason he takes two side steps and and full rugby tackles this poor kid and it's you know it's it's english football there's no reason he has to touch the kid but anyway that's yeah, a completely yeah. different story it's like an election shit and it? it's like you gotta look strong don't let them win <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it. it's just the libs taking one do what you gotta do <laughs> Shit. So, but on that point, um, so Democracy Sausage Day was yesterday. Um, so everybody went down and hit the polls, and um, you know, obviously, one some polls had the the sausages, but um, this year we had legalized cannabis. Um, so they picked up a party. Now, these guys um, are started a, a pretty grassroots campaign this year. So they they have been known as the Hemp Party in the past, um, but this year. Uh, and over the last few years, they've they've made a bit of a change towards um, how they how they appear on ballot papers and things. And and um, so this year, they they changed the name to Legalized Cannabis. Um, and across the country, in Western Australia, we already have um, two uh, Legalized Cannabis in in the actual upper house there. So they won in last year's um, state election, um, but at the federal election, um, this is this is basically what we're on about here. So. Um, legalized cannabis emerged as a vote winner in the Senate. So they performed strongly in several states, rivaling One Nation in Queensland. Um, so to rival One Nation and Pauline Hanson in Queensland, that's that's a big thing. So um, Micro Party is uh, pushing for marijuana to be legalized. I hate it. I know. I'm sorry. It's cannabis, but this is just what they say in there. Um, followed up its success in last year's West Australian election where it picked up two upper house seats, uh, according to the latest Senate results. So this was uh, about 4.30 yesterday. So they're still counting. So we're going to get a bit of changing in this. Um, but so far they've picked up between two and 7% of the Senate vote in most states and the Northern Territory. Uh, so we've got seven and a half percent of the vote in the NT, 3.9% in Western Australia, 67 in Queensland, uh, 3.4 in Victoria and 3% in New South Wales with um, just over 38.6 of the total count done so far nationally. So That's um, crazy, isn't it? It's, it's pretty big. Um, mm. Funnily enough, though, they only recorded 1.8% of the vote in the ACT. So cannabis possession in the ACT has been decriminalised. Um, you can grow uh, two plants, I believe from memory it's 150 grams wet and... Um, and then you're allowed to have 50 grams dry on you. Um, you know, I don't know how you, I don't know how they got to those numbers, but um, so it's not technically legal, but you're not going to face criminal charges. Right. Um, but their, their 
percentage of the vote seems to be lower and whether that's because it's already decriminalized down there so you know there's a little bit more movement people aren't so focused on it mm-hmm. um but the rest of the rest of the country really looks like um they're, they're sort of putting it down um so it says here that the party was previously known as help end marijuana prohibition or the hemp party it had been in politics for close to 30 years uh run out of our hemp embassy in nimbin in new south wales northern new south wales um, only runs on a single policy platform, which is to treat cannabis like tobacco and alcohol. Um, so the party says people should be able to grow as much as they want, but if they want to sell it, they should be licensed and charged fees. Uh, Legalised cannabis has around 221,000 followers on Facebook, but ran no advertising on either Google or Facebook during the election. Um, something the party said is because the platforms will not allow them to advertise with cannabis in the name of the page. Um, so the party's name and distinctive cannabis logo may alone have been a significant attractor of votes in Queensland, where it polled the highest. Um, now, Queensland is notorious for being heavy handed with policing. So the fact that Queensland's going, you know, getting getting the higher numbers is that's it's a really good thing. So it's just sort of showing the, um, I suppose, the, the national mindset towards it. There's more people willing to sort of stand up and go, yeah, you know, we should, should do that. I mean, it does help that no one likes the other parties, but still, I'm taking this as a positive. Um, so for comparison, party is trailing Pauline Hanson's One Nation. Now, I don't know if you guys know Pauline Hanson. She's, you know, everybody in Australia would know Pauline Hanson. Um, but she's, they're tra- trailing her by just 1%. And wow. Queensland is Queensland has been her her safe seat for a while, um, so they're attributing the success could be in part due to the pandemic factor. Australians were consuming uh, cannabis in record quantities during the pandemic, according to the latest National Wastewater Monitoring Report released by the Australian Criminal Intelligence <laughs> Commission. So yeah, so during during twenty twenty, um, they recorded an all time average high cannabis consumption in New South Wales, the Northern Territory, Queensland, South Australia, and Western Australia, with record capital city cannabis consumption in October in Queensland and the ACT. So um, I love all that, of this that is... Uh, metric there. They, uh, they test your wastewater for THC, ice, uh, for THC, which are metabolites, and that tells you yeah. how much people are smoking. Yeah, so it, does, <laughs> it does remind me i just imagine like sergeant stadenko from teaching on under this fucking toilet like all right we got their shit <laughs> <laughs> we got them boys so <laughs> that anyway. this whole thing with the wastewater started because they were trying they were trying to sort of follow where um where yeah the the covid had been in different areas um he said it he said to see what lockdowns. everybody smoke smoke i know I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Give me. I'll just hit the mighty quickly. Now we're going to have fucking a blue tag underneath the video. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had a big hit. Um, so anyway, <laughs> um, the whole point was that, yeah, they were testing wastewater to sort of see where all of where it was and, and sort of, um, I suppose, find areas to lock down, depending on how heavy the concentration of each was in. Um, but yeah, once they'd gone through and done that, they, they realized, I believe, it was close to um, a ton a day or something that over Australia through all these wastewater plants. That so is they, that how they, they did it then? Is that how they figured out so many more, so many more people were smoking throughout the pandemic was by yeah. testing the wastewater. That's one yeah. way. <laughs> so how do you, how did I know people was just like 
more at home. So they it was just the same amount of stoners just smoking more weed because they were at home. Doesn't make any it, difference. If you yeah. if you're, uh, use the bathroom at work, it's going to go into the same sore line. So. But you won't be smoking at work. No, that's what they're saying, though. But you because you were yeah. home, the concentration went up because you were using it while you were home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're just saying that because all of the stoners were sitting at home instead of being at work and they were just smoking more and smoking more, that it's... Of it's, course. Because it's, it's there. All the weed. Yep. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, I did my very best to add to these numbers in yeah. bulk, but, you know, I can only do so much. I'm only one crazy, man. So. Whose fucking job is that? And it's only yeah, actually not works not in cities where you actually have municipal source systems. If you have people out with septic tanks and uh, uh, that type of system, you know, independent, you can't really test for this. So imagine in some of these really backcountry areas where there's nothing else to do with smoke weed. Yeah. And there's a lot of those places here. A lot of backcountry places where there's nothing to do but sit around and smoke weed. So there we go, drink. everybody. Start pissing on the grass outside instead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them a reason to search your toilet. You know what I'm saying? Like Howard Hughes with bottles of urine everywhere. Staying. Oh, no. <laughs> what have we encouraged? I'm scared of this place now. Shit. Yeah, that's best. If you piss on your compost pile, that's a solid source of nitrogen. You know what I'm saying? It works really well. It's, it stinks for a while, though. but mm-hmm. It's completely I mean, if- natural. If it's like a frat party every day that all your buddies are pissing on it, probably it's going to go pretty bad. But if it's just mm-hmm. you, once a couple, you know, once a week or something, it's not that bad. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> My aunt used to have a greenhouse when she was uh, younger and she grew orchids and the compost was one of her big deals uh, for her other other plants. And that's what her neighbor used to say. Oh, you really want to rich up, rich it up. You need to go and pee in it. She's like, well, my neighbors wouldn't look so good at me if I did that. <laughs> yeah. You see my aunt in the backyard squatting over the compost pile. With dudes, it's easier, that. yeah. <laughs> you need to you climb up on your fucking top of it and squat down. Yeah, that'd be a sight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's organic. Yeah, okay. Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, tangent. Crap anyway. on the neighbor's lawn. Yeah, that's great. I did monogon. Do that, yeah. yeah. yeah me, no. myself, and Irene style. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, remember that was a great scene. It was a fucking I, awesome yeah. movie. When Underrated he just movie. Cracked, yeah, yeah, man. Fucking because he was so so much of a nice guy until he cracks at the supermarket and he, that <laughs> woman pushes in front Vagisil. of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone's going for lupia fungus. <laughs> Someone's baking bread and I think it's sourdough. <laughs> that was oh, fucking Lord. hilarious, Dan. Oh, that so movie was bad. badass. Yeah. Shit. But, yeah. It's great. And he goes home and he he walks into his neighbor's house, grabs the newspaper because he's always stealing it, then walks out and just takes a big shit on the lawn. Epic. Gonna have to watch that film again, man. I'm just waiting for my kids to be a little bit old enough because it's still a bit too out of their age range, I think. Got that shit on VHS. Damn. Yeah. Classic. That's actually a scene in the movie where they're watching Gomer Pyle and then afterwards they start watching Richard Pryor, right? Yeah, yeah. But because his, his sons are all like three giant black guys because his wife <laughs> cheated on him. <laughs> oh, fuck with the midget black guy. Yeah, no, this the... makes no sense. Man. Yeah, but great. he didn't care. It was cool. <laughs> he didn't realize at first, didn't he? Because he was too much of a nice guy. Um, yeah, that's yeah, the when, point. When he snaps, watch man. Yeah, watch it's it. If movie. you haven't seen it, everybody, me, myself, and I read really, Jim Carrey, back when Jim Carrey was good at stuff. Is that a stoner movie? <laughs> Maybe. I think I it still, would be. Yeah. 
Probably. I reckon the cotton mouth scene takes it. Though. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. I forgot Shit. about that one. Yeah. <laughs> I do that often with my teeth because I get really bad cotton mouth, so I jam my lips up behind my gums and yeah, walk around <laughs> talking to people. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Remember this movie? <laughs> anyway, Jeez. let's move on. Yeah, Woody seems a little heart far behind on the news there. He says uh, this bus, that bus stop had nothing to do with weed. Uh, and that, that was the while ago now. So we're on. Yeah, but he's right. Yeah, for sure. He's right. For sure. You guys remember that story that TG, TG did on the uh, Delta 8 not too long ago, right? About having loads of dirty shit in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it just so happened I had a, a conversation with the CBD uh, shop owner. And I'll add one little other thing that's going on down here. This guy is selling the Delta 8. He calls the Delta 8 Sativa. And he calls Delta Nine Indica. Oh, I'm wow. thinking like, dude, with this kind of education you're giving your customers, imagine when they walk into an actual dispensary and get a hold of full THC Delta Nine Sativa and it knocks their ass on the ground. Thinking like, who the hell does this? It's not a member of the cannabis community, that's for sure. Um, Misinformation, we, we don't need to do that. We need to, mm-hmm. it, we need to teach people the correct information here. That Delta Eight is a synthetic cannabinoid. That it's not real and it's not sativa. It's not naturally occurring. Not naturally occurring. It it's does in weaker. extremely tiny quantities, but no, not in the quantities that you're buying it in the stores. That's no. all bullshit. It's all synthetically produced in the store. Right, and the fact that it's not being being regulated means that it can be have any number of things in it. That's right. You know, this guy was pointing at this his uh, paperwork, the COA that comes with the material. I'm going like, dude, they can put anything they want on there. Well, you better have it tested yourself. The thing about the COA is that's well and good. It doesn't say 100% Delta Eight though, does it? Nope. I bet you. I can guarantee you. The highest I've yeah. ever seen is 95, and I work in an extremely regulated industry, right? Mm-hmm. So. What is that other 5% or 10% or 15 or 20%, you know, that isn't yeah. Delta 8? Or maybe even formula. Worse? I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Like I said, That's in where the baby formula went, huh? There's so many like steps to make Delta 8 with mm-hmm. when you're injecting different fucking chemicals and those chemicals leave residue. They don't just go away. Mass balance is an important thing in, in science, right? To make, mm-hmm. to try and like, you know, make sure that you're not losing stuff or you have enough stuff to do the reaction or what, whatever your purpose might be. Mass balance is always a part of the, the experiment. And if you're like lost 30% of stuff to somewhere, that's, that's a problem, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Fire up this mighty. Yeah, I was I more offended by the misinformation than anything though, telling people that that's sativa going like, dude, that is well, not even close. Yeah. Indica versus sativa is a fallacy unto itself, let alone being mis- misappropriated again, you know, yeah. so, yeah, great. You know, let's, well, let's wrap up the rest of this news and then we can chat some shit for 10, 20 minutes. Or something. Let's do let's, it. Uh, let's finish this off because we have some forum news, which we should get to. First off, the big news. Uh, this is Monday when this episode is going out because this is the cannabis news that goes out on Monday. And if you are listening to this right now as download on a Monday, it means that very soon the birthday party session with Tommy Chung will be taking place on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash high on homegrown. Go there and you'll see there's a link to the live stream and Tommy Chung will be joining us live to celebrate his birthday with us. He's going to smoke some reefers and shit. So make sure you're there. Make sure you come and join us. 9 p.m. Same time as the usual showtime. 
It's on the thumbnail. You know what these times are. Don't you? 9 p.m. UK time. What time is that for you, Monkey? Three o'clock, I think. Three o'clock. 9 p.m. Yeah, at the same time we always start. Three o'clock. Yeah, yeah. What, what time for you, TG? Two o'clock. Was that, sorry? Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Okay, two o'clock for, uh, and well, you, you know where everybody's from. And then uh, where, what, what about for you, Bubble Hawk? It's going to be on the Tuesday morning. Yeah, it'll be Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. Wow. Wow. Breakfast time. Yeah, breakfast with Tommy Chong, man, for his birthday. It sounds like a good session to me. Wake and bake with Tommy Chong. I'm saying. Breakfast hash. Yes, I've got some good rosin as well. I've been setting all of this up, and I have to give a shout out to my cousin who came up. She came up from Melbourne, um, and we spent the last three days getting high as hell. She's. um, She's she went and bought me a, a volcano because she's got one. So she's picked me up oh. a, a hybrid volcano, which will arrive next week. So won't, won't no, be here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, um, if if she too. wants, yeah, she can come visit anytime, you know, no problem. Stay as long as you like. The, the deal was that it, that when she's here, she can use it and she can smoke whatever she wants when she's here. That was never an issue. She was always welcome to do that. But yeah, same well, deal yeah. here. Win win for you. No then. problem. Yeah. Matter of fact, you can even take a little home with you. Come visit. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> she 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 can't because she usually flies. I think so. When right, you right, right. when you fly back and forth, um, unless you've got a a, a medical um, script for it, then yeah, you're gonna Man, get the, the last get the last the thing my cousin bought for me was a personal organizer. Remember one of those from like in the nineties before we had phones and shit. And these like, like the step sure. up from calculator. Where you've None had to of my store. cousins have ever yeah. bought me anything. So. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to rack in my brain thinking. Come on, cousins. Any cousin ever buy me. And I you know can't think of anything. Well, fuck yes, but You send me these no. pictures of your kids and shit. And it's like, I don't care about those people. <laughs> volcano man. Yeah, no, I don't care so. about the kids, man. Send me some smoking equipment. That's yeah. what I'm after. I want a volcano cousin. That's what I want. I'm just kidding. I hope none of my cousins listen to this. Cause, yeah, Bubba, yeah. can, can we share your cousin, bro? <gasps> <She's>... <laughs> if not, can we share the volcano? Ah, <laughs> we can share the volcano. That's fine. I'll just part. What I'll what I'll do is I'll just make sure it's when she's not coming up. I'll send it to you guys, Express Post, and you kind of just send it around. Ooh, and we'll just put a, a stick up everywhere it goes. Oh, it'd be, gosh, a, that'd be a funny as all heck. The traveling volcano. Take a picture of it in, a, in your own grow room and shit when it gets there. Yeah. yeah. So many grow room visits. That's, that'd be cool. But pricey on the postage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, so and you don't. don't know. Sorry, mate. No, you're I was going to say, you never know what's going to happen in the post with a, with a $900 volcano. So. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, it's a good idea, really. We should do something like that. We should know, get a little something really? that's light and cheap yeah. to ship and see how many people we can get it to. Need. Yeah, maybe maybe something you can like put a little a uh, little signature on or something, and then keep it going, or you know, just keep it passing does, it around. It's like a geocache box, but the opposite. Or mm. it could be a geostash box. Nice, mm. nice. So, uh, yeah. So, Tommy Chong tomorrow. Don't forget, everybody. Well, today, if you listen to this, if you listen to this right now on the live stream, it's tomorrow. Okay, uh, at nine o'clock, same time as you usually have this show. So make sure you're free and ready and rolled. I'm ready to get high with Tommy Chong. He'll be here tomorrow at this time and we'll be just chatting shit for his birthday. And if you listen to the downloaded version, then it's going to be tonight at nine o'clock UK time or 3 p.m. for uh, Eastern, right? Monkey, it's Eastern. 
what's that three o'clock yeah three o'clock eastern no it's four o'clock eastern three o'clock central two o'clock mountain one o'clock pacific there we go nice so yeah don't be there everybody don't forget also we have on thursday we've got chris trump returning to come and talk to us about i don't know being chris trump it's going to be an interesting one, man. He was a cool guy. We had him on for an interview recently, and he had loads of cool information, showed us, uh, you know, there was a video tour, which if you are a patron or a YouTube member, then you can watch that video and go back and watch Chris Trump just walking around this fucking grow room and shit and showing us the worms on the soil. Really cool, man. So hopefully we're going to get to do that again on Thursday. So join us. Yes, become a patron to support the show if you haven't done that already, and you can see the Chris Trump videos, which is very cool. But then we have, uh, sorry, it's probably the largest living soil bed you'll ever see. And the plants are so fucking healthy as well. It's crazy. It's a beautiful thing. Everything is beautiful. Inspirational shit, man. Uh, Ballista said, when is it going to have to be more specific than that, bro? (laughs) Talking Chris Trump, maybe, but we're not sure. Uh, On Thursday, that is. Thursday at nine o'clock, I think. Uh, Just check with the calendar, which is in the in the Patreon section of the forum. Yeah. But we might do that one live for everybody. We'll see what happens. Well, uh, where were we? Where was I? I'm looking at the grow guys. Yeah, we had a cool message on Instagram this week as well from uh, from a guy. That video tour is what got me to sign up to Patreon. Good. That's what I'm trying to do. Everybody want to watch that, you see? There's, there's Jella there saying that they signed up to the Patreon specifically to watch that Chris Trump video and it was fucking worth it right right jella they'll tell you they'll tell you there in the chat because it was epic yeah man that was epic though that was a great video i enjoyed watching that again i watched it twice some good shit anyway uh we'll carry on did it we had the cool instagram message from somebody up in canada from um where bc bud comes from british columbia anyway uh hello to mackie and the gang been listening to you guys for a while love the show and the whole panel I just want to say thank you for remaining consistent and upbeat part of all our lives. I am a former firefighter and first responder that left the line of duty due to PTSD. Uh, When normal meds weren't helping, I turned to cannabis. It's the only thing that really helped me at all. Your podcast has helped me feel less alone and less judgmental of myself. Thank you for everything. If you ever want to hear more, I'd be happy to oblige. So, yeah, we will be getting him on the show to speak to him and see, or her, we don't know, really. We will be getting them on the show to speak to them pretty soon. Because, we want, you know, we just like having chats with people, man. It's, it's super cool to have somebody who is a first responder, usually kind of with some PTSD, listens to the show. Super cool. We're going to get them on and talk to them. But that's a nice message, right? It is. It spoke to me when he said it made him feel less less bad about himself. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, dude, you should never feel bad about yourself because you found a medicine that works. You know what I'm saying? And too many people are, I don't know, they're harsh on themselves because of the choice of herb. They choose, choose to inhale when they're doing absolutely nothing wrong. Nope. So if any Sad of our thing. listeners feel that way, fuck the world, man. Fuck the world. It's all about you and Mary Jane. Fuck everything else. What are you saying for what? <laughs> I was going to say this. The sad thing is, is that, that he's being pushed to feel that way. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't, you oh, should yeah. feel, he shouldn't have to feel like he's doing something wrong or less of a person um, or she just because they've chosen to use something that resonates better with their system. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, for, for me personally, I, you know, I can't use, um, I can't use anything with opiates in it because anything with like codeine or anything like that messes with my gut, just can't use it. Same with mm-hmm. sleeping pills. If I have sleeping pills, I wake up in the morning, I'm groggy as anything. So I use cannabis, but I still get 
um, you know, I, I get it. I, I get the, the stigma behind it. And it's hard to discuss it with friends and family when you're not knowing how they're going to react or how they're yeah. going to take it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're right. You never feel teaching? like it's bad. It's always a good thing. Yeah. You, you use uh, cannabis for medicine, don't you? Do you ever suffer stigma? Of course. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just smoking more hash. <laughs> you just, uh, you just been inhaling that fucking <laughs> hash since we last spoke, didn't you? <laughs> now this is a different hash now. <laughs> oh my God, living the life. <laughs> yeah. the this is a different hash. Oh my gosh. Rub it in, Teej. You know what I mean? Thank you, TG, for letting us know that you're living the life up there. I've actually smoked <laughs> three different hashes already in like the oh. last... 20 minutes. You know, want to mix them all together, man? Go for a cocktail hash. All right. Break. That means know. I got to break out the hash. You, you just tempted me. Oh, okay. It was your fault well, now. Some of it was finger hash from when my last harvest. It was so good. Sweet. <laughs> um, no, a stigma, of course. Like, like I bitched about. I mean, the, the fact that there's nowhere for people to consume medically or otherwise in my province of Saskatchewan, that's a stigma, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the government clearly, you know, doesn't want to provide a place for people that to use a legal substance like they have. That done is for crazy, man. That's the craziest thing and... to me. Well, when you talk about the whole thing in Canada, I know you got the hash and all that shit, but the fact that you don't have a place where you can yeah. sesh with your friends is yeah. a fucking joke. Man. It's That's fucking crazy. weird, right? Mm-hmm. They just legalized in, I think I, I didn't look into it because I don't pay attention really to politics very much, but I know in Calgary, they just legalized drinking booze in city parks from 11 a.m. until fucking whatever, you know, who cares? But yeah, you can go get shit phase now in the parks. I think here in Saskatchewan, too, actually, um, our premier was bragging about that when there's much, much other thing, important things to be concerned with. But now you can go get, again, shit faced in the park. Can you smoke weed in the park in a fresh air environment? No. But I mean, that that's... That's one stigma. The stigma that really bothers me is the workplace stigma, the impairment stigma that cannabis use equals impairment, like black or white. You know, mm. I, I can't do a safety sensitive job because I'm using cannabis. But it's like if I didn't use cannabis, I'd probably be more uh, at risk to have a spasm and therefore like jerk the fucking steering wheel and kill myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus being not impaired but um medically satiated i guess because i'm not gonna i know i'm not gonna have that issue in my stomach i know that he uses cannabis he hasn't got the slightest clue what's going on like it's it's infuriating Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's something you deal with or i've dealt with anyway i mean i'm slowly even though i'm in in an illegal state I'm still slowly coming out to my doctors telling them that I'm using this for medicine. Cause you know what, if they're treating me, they need to know this is what, what's going too, in man. my body. That's, that's why I go to the clinics again. It's the stigma. I go to my doctor and I say, I use cannabis. Can you help me? It's the only thing that's worked. I've taken X, Y, Z, the whole alphabet of drugs. Crazy You're the thing, one prescribed man. me. Yeah. My wife you went know? to the doctors and mentioned, you know, cannabis works for me. And they're like, Oh, do you want to lose your children? Yeah, exactly. Like, what That's the actual fuck, man? That's no, she just don't here. mention to him at all. It's, it can't be done. Do you want to lose your children? Like, that's a totally different thing. That's mm-hmm. that's a that's a legal, like, we need to address that, too. Definitely. Well, in the United States, what I tell my doctor is between me and my doctor. He exactly. is not, he or she is not allowed to, to, to say anything to anybody else. This is my yeah. personal health business. That is a huge... for that. The stigma, though, for parents 
and yeah. stuff is massive. Yeah, using cannabis. I mean, it's the same as safety sensitive. You're not a competent person. Mm-hmm. Whatever you might be doing, parenting kids, driving a fucking grader, you know, doing short pass distillation, you're not competent enough to do this if you use cannabis. It's fucked. Yeah. Yet downing half a bottle of scotch is more than acceptable. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Every night, every night, sure. Yeah. As yeah. Long as you're... Getting up into a hangover and going to work the next morning is fine. Don't worry about that. Right? Yeah. That's stupid. Uh, it's ridiculous. But Just pay your taxes, man. Real. Make sure you pay yeah. taxes now. But anyway, that's all the cannabis news and events for this week. I think we can go and chill. There we go. That was the news for this week, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for sharing it with your friends as well. We always have trouble fighting against the algorithms that tell us that cannabis are bad. So it's difficult to get the show out there to more and more people. So we need you guys to help us grow by sharing these episodes with your friends. That would be massively appreciated. Of course, again, before we finish up the episode, the Tommy Chong session will be taking place today on the 23rd of May, 2022. Uh, 9 p.m. BST, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time with 6 a.m. Australia Time. So if you're free and you want to come and chill with Tommy Chong to celebrate his birthday with him, then come over to youtube.com slash homegrown or click the link in the description of this video and you'll be able to find this show there. We look forward to seeing you in the live chat. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading and we'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview. So have a good week, everybody. We'll see you then. Goodbye.